0: newsroom of the Bryant College Station Eagle, this is the Brazos Sports Prepscast. And now, the Eagle High School Sports Team, Alex Miller and Jake Weese. Welcome back to another episode of the Brazos Sports Prepscast. I'm Alex Miller with the Eagle, joined always by our high school sports reporter, Jake Weiss. Jake, week one saw some surprises and some upsets and some yeah. key wins for some Brazos Valley schools as we move here into week two.
1: Week one was plenty exi- pretty exciting, man. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm excited to see what happens in week two. Week one, uh, I don't know about you, but to me, week one lived up the billing, so and a little bit more, so I'm excited to see what happens this week.
0: For sure. Well, hey, later in the show, we're going to be joined by Dave Campbell. He's the, for- the former Eagle High School sports reporter and voice of the Bryan Vikings. He's going to discuss brian's big win over waller and just a little bit about the vikings team but first let's get into some other local action jake last week you were out at AM consolidated they opened with a 38 to 13 win over huntsville you know the tigers are now up to number three and dave campbell's texas football's five A division one poll uh in the rankings number three of course uh, what did you see from the Tigers last week uh, at Tigerland?
1: Man, first off, just real impressive win. Uh, I mean, that's obviously kind of you can – when you see the score, 38-13, you can already tell it was a pretty impressive win. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was real impressive. The offense looked real good. Uh, the big three I kind of thought were uh, Keyshawn Thomas running back, uh, Wesley Watson, wide receiver, and then uh, quarterback Will Hargett. Uh, they all had two touchdowns each uh, in the first half. Uh, Will had two, he threw to Wesley, Keyshawn ran in two of them, uh, and then Will had one more in the second half uh, to kind of cap off his night. Uh, pretty much for A&M consolidated too. By I think about midway through the third, they ended up pulling their starters, uh, got to give those guys some, some rest. So uh, all in all, I was real impressed with the offense, and the defense I thought looked good too. I don't want to just keep praise on the offense and not talk about the defense. Uh, defense looked good couple penalties I'm sure they want to clean up. Uh, I think they had like seven penalties or six penalties uh, between the offense and defense. So some stuff to work on, and I'm sure that's how kind of Coach Fedora feels too. Uh, He talked post-game, just kind of, hey, we did some good things, we did some bad things, things to fix in week two, uh, this week obviously. So, yeah, he was uh, happy with the win, and I was impressed with how they looked. But overall, you know, there are definitely some things they can work on. But, uh, yeah, pretty much – Made a strong statement in the first week, I
0: thought. Yeah, you know, you you got a chance to go talk with Wesley Watson yesterday, or this morning, I should say, Yeah, I, think. I was going to say. Yeah, and you'll have a feature on him and later this week in the Eagles, so exactly. be on the look for that.
1: Thanks for the shout out there. I was uh, thinking about weaseling that one in, but uh, <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up, not me this time.
0: We've always got to shameless plug our stuff so people can go read, so, <laughs> but... Of course, Consol, they're uh, going to play the team from Mexico this week. Yeah. game that got canceled last year, actually. Um, so the team from Monterey, they're making that trip back up here to College Station. It was a crazy week in 5A Division One when you yeah. look at what happened. Denton Ryan lost uh, to New Braunfels, kind of in a stunner. Um, you had some, some other top ten teams lose there in that first week uh i think alito was one of them that yeah. lost they lost to one of the private schools up in dfw so college station of course they yeah. lost to lucas lovejoy in the tom landry classic we'll get to them here in a minute um but that can really open the door for a consolidated to really ascend up those rankings i think longview's number one right now and i can't remember who's number two um but the tigers they're they're sitting they're sitting real pretty there at number three uh in good position to you know make make their way through the season up there among the best of the best that they can keep things rolling and certainly showed on friday that that they've got what it takes to to be a legit contender uh this fall so college station of course they dropped their season opener to lucas lovejoy in the tom landry classic up in allen 52 to 27 you know the big story from last week was that Marquise Collins would be out for the season with that injury. We saw him at the game, uh, had had his uh, left leg in a brace. Um, you know, the Cougars, they stayed in it for a while, uh, but Lovejoy's offense was just too much for, for them to, to keep pace with. They had, the Cougars had some chances to score. I think they were in the red zone three times and unfortunately came away empty-handed all three times, you know, when when you're playing a top when you're playing a top five opponent like that, you know missed opportunities can really come back to bite you, and that's that's kind of what happened to the Cougars second quarter. Things really just kind of got away. Lovejoy, I mean, man, that offense—they're the real deal. I mean, you got two receivers going to Division one schools. They have a third guy in uh, Dalen McClendon, who he's a junior, probably made a big splash. I don't, I haven't seen his Twitter, but I'm willing to bet he's had some offers since last Saturday. <laughs> Um, but you know, one of the big things is that the Cougars they split time at quarterback uh, between Jackson Ingram and Arrington Maiden. I wanted to yeah. ask you
1: about that. I'm yeah. glad you brought it up because I was kind of curious. I wanted to. I was uh, for those that didn't follow along with Alex's Twitter, uh, which you should have his coverage of the game because that's what I did. Uh, you know, you were covering that one. So yeah, I wanted to ask about that, and then I wanted to ask too a little bit about you know. I think you talked to Coach Pryor as well this week, didn't you?
0: Yeah. So, you know, that first half, Jackson Ingram gets the nod senior transfer from one of the Katie schools, um, beats out Arrington Maiden, the junior, and, you know, had some had some good stuff, wasn't able to play in the second half, uh, and Arrington Maiden, he comes in, leads a couple of good touchdown drives, so the Cougars saw some good things from both, um, and, uh, you know, trying to, trying to get that offense going, you know, they lost their whole receiving quarter from last year, too, so lot of new faces on on in the skill positions at offense um but yes Arrington Maiden he's gonna he's expected to start for the Cougars this week um it sounds like Jackson Ingram is gonna be unavailable with a minor injury uh they don't expect him to be out long uh but you know he's uh he's he's a guy that um you know won that job and you know they're they're hoping to get back soon but yeah Maiden's gonna play this week at, at quarterback for the Cougars Curious to see how the run game continues to evolve for them uh, without Marquise Collins. Yeah. You know, Anthony Trevino. He's a real. He's pretty small, but ran the ball pretty well. Had almost 100 yards on the ground. You know, Aiden Martinez Brown. He's a guy that came in in that second half, kind of got things going for them late. Had a good couple runs in the fourth quarter. It'll it'll take some time, I think, but I think this Cougar offense will start to find its way. Uh, but they're they're going to have. They're going to have a couple of really good opponents these next two weeks again, with Nolan Catholic, one of the top private schools in taps, and uh, Temple on the horizon, of course, a, a powerhouse up in 6A. So be sure to keep an eye on the Cougars there. Uh, Willis, they beat Rudder 73 to 14. You know, it's just a, just a tough night for the Rangers, you know? Willis, they got a five-star quarterback, DJ. Lagway. He's being recruited by AM and m and a bunch of other schools. He threw for six touchdowns. And uh, I think rudder coach Eric Ezar told uh, our reporter, Travis Brown, that uh, Lagway is all that's advertised. So, you know, the Rangers are coming back home this week yeah, to face home Salado, opener. home opener. That's going to be a tough challenge, too, because uh, Salado, they've got a good team, and they've got a great coach. Uh, Tom Westerberg, who coached Kyler Murray up at Allen High, went down to Barbers Hill, now he's over in Salado. So, uh, you know, that's going to be another good challenge for the Rangers this week.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see what they can do.
0: Yeah. Well, you got to talk with uh, Coach Adams, I think, or you, we made note of it in your yeah. column. Uh, you know, they beat B.B. Chia, and he got his 100th win this week.
1: Yeah, I was real uh, – yeah, I'm happy for him. Congrats to Coach Adams.
0: Yeah, congrats, Coach, on getting your 100th win. Uh, the Rams kicked off the season with a 59-38 win over B.B. Chia. Uh you know, great event out there. They always have that Allen showcase, the, the six man showcase, bringing in teams. They play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So you know, six man sometimes maybe gets overlooked, but they get they get some really good they get some really good games together in that thing. So uh, that like to see that continuing to happen. So and hey, we had a couple upsets in foray four A with a couple of Brazos Valley schools, Navasota and Madisonville. You know, Jake, what, what, what did Coach Dacus and uh, Coach Banky had to say about those upset wins?
1: Yeah, so I'll start with uh, Coach Dacus. You know, his his big thing I asked both coaches just kind of point blank. First question was basically just, hey, you know, what, what, what was it about this? You know, what, what helped you pull off these upsets? And uh, both of them was just, hey, it was physical football. Uh, and I think both of them expect that again this week. Uh, you know, Coach Dacus was like, hey, we, we mastered the physicality. You know, we knew going in, uh, you know, the opponent was going to run the run, uh, swing tee formation. we got to be physical. And, you know, his defense stepped up and did that uh, against Navarro. You know, they won 42-14. It was like a strong defensive showing. Uh, offense looked good, too. They had two uh, strong running back performances from uh, DeAndre Scott. I think he had four, maybe three or four touchdowns. Uh, I believe he also won our of offensive player of the week as, right. as well. So shout out to him. Uh, so yeah, they ran the ball really well, just really impressive performance on the ground. And then the defense did its job. He was impressed overall. On the other side, for Madisonville, uh, they shut out. Uh, die ball. Die ball. I think they were also 42 to zero or some, somewhere around. Yes,
0: there. 42-0. 42-0. 42-0, yeah, it's 42-0. Skunked them.
1: Yeah. And once again, you know, same thing. Coach said, hey. Uh, Coach Rabanke was like, I asked him the same kind of questions. Hey, what, you know, physica- physicality was one thing, but the other thing for him was, hey, we like embracing that underdog. He's like, our team team likes doing that, and the, the guys did that. He he had a funny line when I talked to him. He was like, yeah, every time I looked up, uh, coming out of the pile, it was just a pile of white shirts. You know, our guys were just flying everywhere to the ball. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they blanked him, 42-0. to He was real impressed with the defense, and, uh, yeah, he's, they're both – I think this game's going to just be a defensive slugfest. It's going to be one on the ground. Uh, so I'm excited to see what happens this week.
0: Well, that leads us perfectly into our next segment. Three games to watch. And number one is Navasota at Madisonville. They're going to get to face <laughs> each other this week. How about that? You know, Jake... Uh, what should fans be expecting from this one Friday night at seven o'clock over over in Madisonville?
1: Ooh, man, you're putting me on the spot there. Uh, I don't have to give a pred- score prediction, do I? No, no, no. Okay, good. I was about to say, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I already felt. That's a tough enough. one to pick. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm. Uh, I already didn't do so well in my picks this week, so I was a little last week. So I'm a little nervous there when you asked. Uh, because I don't want to be put on the spot like that again. Uh, <laughs> uh, after last week's showing, but no, uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a physical game mouth football both teams are going to try to win on the ground uh, yeah I mean shoot I really can't pick a winner out of this one uh, I think Madisonville being at home uh, I believe last game was on the road so it's going to be their home opener they're excited about that uh, yeah just going to be a good game I mean I really am excited to see who we'll comes out on top of that one
0: yeah number two on our three games to watch College Station they're hosting Nolan Catholic in their home opener Friday at 7 o'clock uh, you know, the big question is, how's, how are the Cougars going to respond? How, yeah. how do they build um, off of that loss to Lucas Lovejoy? You know, after the game last week, Coach Pryor told me, and Scott Clendenin does the radio for the Cougars, you know, they, they say that the biggest improvements come between your last scrimmage in your first game and the first game and the second game. So, you know, another great opponent for the Cougars this week, Nolan Catholic up in Fort Worth. They're one of the top division one tap schools in the state uh, this this is a big test again for them and so you know got a feature coming on Harrison Robinson he's moved from linebacker to safety for the Cougars and uh, you know that defense they're they're eager to get get that point total down this week uh, gonna be gonna be a good test for them and then number three down at the 2a level we got a top five showdown it's Centerville at Crawford Friday at 7 p.m. Uh, 7.30 p.m., excuse me. Top five showdown in 2A Division I. Centerville's number four. Crawford is number five. This is a certified banger alert right here. This is the kind of game, Jake, I think Centerville needs to have that experience for down the road when they're getting down into the nitty-gritty of the playoffs, getting into that fourth, maybe even fifth round uh, when they're in those big playoff games. Of course, you know... Centerville, they're in that really tough Region Three. You know, probably going to have to go through a, a Timson or a Beckville yeah. to to get through that region and playing probably one of the favorites in Region Two at that two A one level. That's especially on the road. That's going to be a big test for them over in uh, McClendon County. McClendon County, excuse me.
1: And it'll be a good one too because I mean, right. uh, it's a new. They're in a new district this year, so they need a game like this to uh, get them ready for district play.
0: Yeah. Well, we got one bonus game because three just wasn't enough. And honestly, we could we could add a couple more too if we really wanted. But Hearn versus Burton, Friday at 7:30, uh, down over there at Woodfield. And Hearn, if you want speed and athleticism, this is the game for you. Okay. Burton looking to clean a little bit up on offense. Uh, they, had a, they had a number of penalties last week. We're still able to get a good win over Holland. Um, but. You know, they've got a legit ground game behind Tyrone Gilman. I mean, he he was great last week just looking at the box score and the recap. I mean, he he's really a playmaker for them. And then, you know, Hearn's ability to throw the ball with Keyshawn Langham and some of those receivers that they have, that could be a potential X factor for the Eagles trying to pull an upset over the Panthers. So, you know, this is going to be a great game. Uh, you know, you like to see these high-quality, non-district matchups, especially for two programs like Hearn and Burton that you know, Burton went to a regional final last year. Hearn, they, they're they always a contender over there in that 2A1 ranks. They've got great speed and athleticism, so going to be a good game on Friday night. Yeah, I'm excited. Alright, that's going to wrap up this segment. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Dave Campbell. He's the voice of the Brian Vikings, talking a little Brian football. We'll be back. Here on the Brazos Sports. Brazos Sports Preps Cast. I'm Alex Miller. We're joined now by Dave Campbell, former Eagle sports writer and current voice of the Bryan Vikings football team. It's great to see you. Thanks for stopping in today with uh, us.
2: Good to be back. Fun, yeah. fun to be back at the Eagle again.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, Brian started off its season with a pretty lopsided win over Waller last Friday. What, what really stuck
2: out to you about their win over the Bulldogs? I really liked what they did offensively. Uh, they scored 67 points, best offensive outing since 2016, when they scored 70 against University. So uh, there were very little, uh, there were very few things to complain about from the offensive standpoint. They really did a lot of positive things, and a lot of people were involved. And, shown a, a lot of guys that have uh, you know offensive ability that maybe they've not been able to put that offense together here recently mm-hmm. so that's been that's been a good start yeah
1: and Dave, speaking about the offense a little bit, uh, quick little plug, we'll have a story featured in the, on Friday's edition about uh, Brian quarterback Malcolm Gooden, so be sure to check that out, everybody. Good choice. Uh, thank you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was just kind of curious, you know, how, how much has it helped to have him back at quarterback this year?
2: Oh, you know, I have you guys to thank because I, I looked at the stats uh, in the Eagle, and I went, my gosh, he had really good stats. I mean, mm-hmm. statistically, he had a, a tremendous uh, week. And yet I didn't get the feeling that Malcolm was at any point doing what he did as a sophomore, which was take over games sometimes. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't display a whole lot of, uh, a lot of his running talents, which are significant, uh, assuming the leg's okay, but, but he incorporated everybody. Everybody was involved in what they did offensively. Under very little pressure, the offensive line was very good. I was very impressed with Malcolm. I thought he did a great job, but I still think there's more to come. I think he'll be very good as the season progresses.
0: You know, another guy that really flashed on Friday was Terrence Lewis. Not only on offense, but in special teams. You know, what 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 kind of player does he bring to the table for the Vikings? Well, I
2: was surprised. I, mean, I knew Terrence was good. I saw him in the in the scrimmage against Aiden Consolidated. I had not seen him prior to that time. Uh, that punt return, which was 76 yards, with all due respect to the return guys <laughs> on that deal, a lot of that was Terrence Lewis making a great run. It was a spectacular. Run and worked his way down the sideline, ran through some traffic, and then he's fast. So, uh, I, and then he continued to do it. I think he had a hundred his first two touches in the game he had 156 yards of, of total mm-hmm. uh, yards. That's uh, not bad, first no. of times out, <laughs> not at all.
1: And I know you uh talked with the coach, tell us a little bit today. Uh, what did he kind of say heading into week two that he wants the team to improve on?
2: Uh well, he wants them to improve on defense. He felt like there were some breakdown special teams. Uh, and, uh, and he also was, he talked a lot about uh, the penalties they felt like they got way too many penalties first game of the season and all these things are you know, correctable errors they're the kind of thing that you, you want to go have coaches love games like that when you win 67-21 and yet they still have things to work on and, uh, and, and that's what he's doing here and so I, I think those are the kind of things he talked about some of the kickoff problems that they had that they're trying to correct this week spent a lot of time working on that in week two? Well,
0: you know, Huntsville, typically a pretty strong program, got beat by AM Consolidated last week, of course. You know, what would a win over the Hornets do for Brian as they continue to march into non district play?
2: I think it's really important that they get some kind of momentum like that because this is going to be a competitive district. Uh, I think it would help a lot. And, uh, you know, I actually asked him about having just scrimmage day and consolidated. So they kind of all three sort of mesh together in what they're doing. And I thought that would be a uh, that would be interesting. He said, Now nah, we don't think about scrimmage as much. He says, I don't. they didn't tell us much. Um, he talked about the speed that they had. Coach Waldy, who's their offensive coordinator, talked about the speed mm-hmm. uh, from Huntsville. Uh, Huntsville threw the ball a lot, not because they wanted to. a and consolidated and got him in a hole, but uh, they threw the ball a lot last week, but they didn't run the ball at all. So in the scrimmage against Lufkin, though, they did run. So Brian's kind of expecting to see a little more running than they they saw from Huntsville against Consol, and the first road trip, and you're coming off a big win, so a couple of factors that kind of come into play. For sure.
1: And then, you know, before we let you go, obviously the game will be in Huntsville, so where can fans listen to the game on the radio?
2: Well, hopefully you listen to it on 1150 uh, AM KZNE or on 93.7 FM, which is also KZNE, and uh, you can uh, go to... RadioAggieLand.com, brassesfootball.com There's a lot of places to follow it, but we'd rather have you there. So come over to, uh, to Sam Houston and check out that game.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it, it's pretty cool getting to play over there at, at Bauer Stadium. I mean, it's a bigger stadium, obviously, Division One program now, Sam Houston. And then they're coming to make the trip to Cal Field on
2: Saturday. Yeah, nice exchange program we've got working at <laughs> Cal Station. So we go over there on Friday night, and then Sam Houston will be over here to play the Aggies on Saturday.
0: All right. Well, Dave, thanks for giving us a few minutes of your day. We appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. Hey, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Brazos Sports Cast. Be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Be sure to check TheEagle.com for all of our high school football coverage here in the Brazos Valley. We'll see you next week.